0: Yo, what's up, people? I'm your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 200. That's right, 200. Want it, work it, will it. If you want it, you can work it. If you work it, you can will it. Yeah, I'm excited about this one, man. We're going to deep dive into a couple of things. We're going to talk about, obviously... You know, each of those things, wanting it, working it, willing it, talking about going after things, living life according to your purpose, based on what God has called you to do. And we're going to start off talking about uh, what I got. Life isn't fair. I had a, a, you know, one of the um, email, um, one of the listeners emailed in a topic, a suggested topic. Shout out to you. I don't have a name handy. Um, But I got quite a few emails in about topics and I've been writing them down, trying to keep up with them. And one of them was about fairness. So I want to talk today about the fact that life isn't fair and why that's okay. And then I got a couple of what in the worlds. You know what I'm saying? What in the world is going on? I'm going to share with y'all a couple of crazy things that has happened to me over the last couple of weeks. Not really like too crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Stuff to make you say what in the world. Um, yeah, we're going to jump into those. And then what else we got for y'all? I don't know. We just going to kick in and see what happened. This is episode 200, y'all. Two hundred we've been doing this for a while now a whole bunch of life has changed a whole bunch of situations ups and downs and in betweens, but we still here on episode two hundred want it work it will it y'all know how it is. we're gonna come right back and jump into the topic after y'all check out this intro that I made you know what I'm saying Spent time editing this intro we're gonna play it every single time. stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb. Just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die. Is it or fear? Yo, what's up, people? Episode 200. One it? I can talk, man. I can talk, people. Want it, work it, will it. So, you know, before we jump into this topic, I just want to say, want it, when you think about wanting it, that's really dealing with your desire or your choice. We all have a free will. We all have a choice. We're going to deep dive into that. And You thinking about um, working it, that's really according to your faith. You feel what I'm saying? The Bible says faith without works is dead. So we're going to dive into that and will it. To me, willing it is all about Consistency. I'm gonna tell y'all, I've had the opportunity to observe in my life. I've been on a couple sides of the spectrum. I've been in poverty, I've been in the hood, I've been in corporate America, I've been in the church, I've been around middle class people, rich people, poor people. And I'm gonna tell y'all one of the biggest things that I've seen consist consistently, pun intended, is that consistency is the biggest difference between failure and success. Is that anybody could do something one time, but the truly successful people are willing to do the right thing again and again and again. And they're also willing to take smaller steps. So let me not get ahead of myself. We're going to jump into that. I do want to give a disclaimer today, you know what I'm saying, about this episode because I'm I'm excited. We're going to dive into some stuff. But please do understand this, people, especially when we talk about willing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a couple keywords key words and trigger words in society today. And, you know, let's be real. You never really know where people stand. Like, are they Christians? Are they believers? Are they talking about Jesus? Are they just talking about God? Um, what type of Christians are they? Are they involved in like some, you know, other spiritual, you know, weird things or, you know, whatever. Do what you do. Um, I want to be really clear about something when I talk about wanting it, working it, willing it. Uh, I am talking about all these things from a Christian biblical worldview. And we're talking about this in the most practical way ever. I haven't wished upon a star, did no other weird stuff. I haven't talked about to the universe. I'm talking about living a life for Jesus Christ based on the purpose that he has called you to in your life. I can't talk Um, as a Christian, as a believer. And I think it's important for Christians to know that we don't get to push the work on to God. We don't get to just like put it on God and not do anything. And then every time we start talking about human effort, um, human, um, you know, sacrifice and will and work that we look down on those things because we think like, oh, man, you know, I'm just a believer. I'm just going to have faith. No, we're going to dive deep into what those things are. But my disclaimer is we're talking about these things as believers. So you don't have to guess. I'm not using a weird words. If I say manifest, I don't mean nothing weird about it. If I use some word, I haven't read some other book or nothing like that. We're talking about Christian biblical worldview. So just know that before we get started. Yo, what up, people in the comments? quita what up, what up? Honey Nails Rickman, how you doing? I appreciate it. So let's jump right into this. First of all, let me tell y'all what in the world Um you know, as some of y'all might know if you listen to this show, and thank you for those who listen. If you enjoy this content, please do like, share, 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 comment, like, share, share. Share the show because that's how we spread the word. Like the show because that's how, you know, the algorithm and things like that know that people are enjoying it and it'll pop up more. But please do subscribe on YouTube to Inspire Guys People or Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Inspire Guys People, and you can check out our over 200 episodes that we have. All right so those who listen to the show know like man i travel on business and i've been traveling quite a bit lately i think i have like seven weeks in a row of travel and you know i do get some days at home that just means there's seven weeks in a row where i have some days of travel so i've been quite a few places already this year and definitely um enjoying my my frequent flyer miles already have gotten a free trip out of that for me and the wife we taking a vacation in a couple weeks. All on the mileage, you know what I'm saying? So things work out, but let me tell you what happened. So I was in New York uh, last week, I think I was in New York, and um, I had to go from obviously the airport to um, my hotel. My hotel was it was it was kind of far, but here's the thing, dog, what in the world? Like, I get in the taxi, and my man he see where he asked me for the address, he see where I'm going, and that it wasn't around the block, and so he instantly goes into trying. To negotiate the price with me off rip. So I'm like, okay, he's like, yeah, like, um, you know, how much did they charge you last time? Ah, people. Man, let me tell y'all something. One thing that I enjoy about business and negotiating and having so much experience doing so is that the moment somebody's shady or sideways or trying to get me out of money, like the moment they open their mouth, I already know what the deal is. First of all, sir, let me tell you something. You do not start a negotiation off by saying, what did they charge you last time? I looked at him and I was like, what's your price? Now, here's what I did. I went on Uber and Lyft to see how much they charge and use that as my baseline for negotiation. So anyway, we landed on $130 to get me where I was going. But he still kind of cheated me out of $15 because there was like some type of fee or something that was $15. So there you have it. What in the world is up with these New York cab drivers? that's trying to, um, you know, jip people out of their money. That's number one. The second was in the world crazy situation I had that ain't really crazy. That's just funny. This was yesterday. Yesterday we go out to brunch um, for some uh, for some family uh, birth. I'm not going to say the person because then if people wouldn't invite it. You know how that is. You know what I'm saying? We went to brunch for uh, somebody's birthday. And um, my wife ordered the chicken and waffles, fam. This is a brunch spot. Chicken and waffles is one of the most important you know, items on the menu at most brunch spots, so I don't think it was nothing too crazy. I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant because I don't want to shade y'all business. I want y'all still to do well, but we were in the D on the west side. You know what I'm saying? West side people. We was on y'all side of town. My wife ordered a chicken and waffles, fam. The waffle come back kind of crunchy, and I'm like, um, I saw how she looked at it. And so I was like, well, let me, you know, let me be the man. I'm the man. Let me speak up. I'm the man. You know what I'm saying? You don't even got to say nothing, babe. I got you. So my man comes back. I'm like, hey, yo, bro, bro like like her, her waffle kind, kind of crispy. You know what I'm saying? You could look at it and tell like it, it's, it's burnt. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, can we get another waffle? You could leave the wings right here, but can you hit us off with another waffle? Now I don't know. Like, in my experience, it takes 30, 45 seconds to make a waffle. You feel me? So my man goes back, he's gone like five, six minutes. He comes back, drop off other food at the table because we were in a large party. I'm looking like, yo, like I'm just looking at this point like, did he forget about the waffle? So somebody sends a cheeseburger back that wasn't right. My man leaves, however many minutes go by, he comes back with the cheeseburger, still ain't hit me with the waffle, and this is the part where it messed me up. I looked at him, I was like, hey, bro, like, did did you forget about the waffle? My man looked at me as distraught as all get out. And he was like, man, man, I'm trying to make that mud soft. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, like what? Now, now I'm going to be honest. He cussed. <laughs> he cussed. But we're not going to say nothing because that this is a family show and I don't cuss anyway. But I was looking at him and I was just like, bro, how are you? Like, what in the world is going on? How are you this distraught about making a waffle sauce? It's on y'all menu if you cooked it for 45 seconds before, just cook it for 38 seconds now. Like, drop seven seconds off there. I'm going to tell y'all the craziest part. He never came back. We never got that waffle. Like, that waffle is somewhere still cooking right now. Like, we never, it never happened. And I'm the kind of person, if you know me, you know me. If you don't, you don't. Like, I don't really like to waste too much of my life or my time on things that don't matter. Because at this point, you can't cook a waffle. Like, I get, I pay whatever my money was to the group and we left, like, it is what it is. It's not the end of the world. Um, but I want you to figure this out, bro. And I, I really need us if we're going to open a restaurant that's uh, geared around brunch and you got waffles on there. I need y'all hiring people that know how to cook a waffle. All right. That was that. <laughs> Now let's jump into this content, man. Uh, What in the world is going on with these people today? Service has gone down, people. I don't know if y'all know this, but service has gone down in the world ever since COVID and the stimulus checks and the PPP loans. I think some people still living off of that stuff because we ain't got the right people back in the workforce. So if you at home and you know how to cook waffles, then there is a job out there for you. All right. Want it? Work it? Will it? Let me start off saying this life is not fair. And I know this is challenging for people, um, especially in a world today where we live in such a like, you know, socially conscious, like everything is about being socially conscious. You got the ESG uh, scores for businesses now um, judging and ranking you like almost like a credit score for your social responsibility. And it's almost in a lot of cases in the world today becoming more important to be socially responsible than anything else in the world. Fiscally responsible doesn't seem to matter as much like um, morally responsible doesn't seem to matter as much. So that's just the world we live in today. And one of the things that I think has happened as the world has geared more towards a social conscience is that people are, you know, starting to believe that their feelings matter more than reality, like how you feel about something. Matters more than what it is And fairness is one of those things That I've noted, noticed with human beings We like to play God when it comes to fairness So what we do is We look and say okay there, This is wrong in the world Okay cool that, that that feels like the right thing to do But then we start going And overstepping our boundaries And in, in doing things that really God put this in motion You know what I'm saying God birthed us all where we were God decided that I was gonna be born to my loving parents and my loving family in on the east side of Detroit, and we were gonna be you know um experience some level of poverty but have all sorts of love and experiences and work ethic and things that were poured into me in business so like for me, you know what I'm saying like I could somebody could look and say it's unfair that that young man had to start off one seven mile. And then you you start playing God and you want to take me out of that situation. But when you change one thing, you change everything. What is my point? When you think about life and it being fair, even the concept of life being fair isn't fair because when most of us talk about life being fair, what we're really saying is we want life to be fair to us. And one thing I've learned, y'all, we're talking about reality, we're not talking about how you feel, so... I ain't trying to offend nobody or nothing like that. It's just I like to deal in reality. In reality, one person's advantage is another person's disadvantage. Always. There's no way to get away from this. I'll give you an example. If you line five people up, like think of the Olympics. You got five runners lined up. They start at the same point. We make sure that nobody, it's a violation if you start earlier than somebody. It's a violation if you flinch before someone flinched. This is the idea of creating fairness, right? So even when you create a world where everything is fair and everybody starts at the same point and everybody had to take the, uh, the same drug testing, everybody had to fill out the same application and everybody has to run the same distance. You know what I noticed at the end of the race? There's always a winner and there's always a loser. There's always a first, a second, a third place. Rarely is there a tie. There's always a gold, a silver, and a bronze. Even when we create a world of complete fairness, you will not be able to stop the best from rising to the top and the worst from lagging behind. And if you overstep your boundaries, then what happens is you create a world that's not based in reality. You create a fairy tale. You feel me? You feel me, honey nails? Like And so fairness has limitations and life is not completely fair. Now, based on what I just said, do we want fairness to some regard? Yes. Meaning this, we want to make sure that nobody starts before the other person. We want to make sure that everybody has the same drug test. All the things that I outlined That you would do for a simple race. You would make sure that adults weren't racing childrens. A lot of time when you think about child sports and things like that, sports are broken up between, like, let's think of like high school. You got the girls team, you got the boys team. You got sometimes varsity, you have junior varsity. Those are the ways we create fairness. So fairness is created by having certain limitations to make sure that the right people are competing against each other, to make sure that in business there is no collusion, things like that. But even in the world of fairness, someone will lose and someone will win and the best people will always find a way to rise to the top. What is my point? My point is we all have a decision to make knowing that life isn't completely fair. Is that we either live in the problem or live in the solution. What do I mean by that? You can either live your life and wake up every single day thinking about the disadvantage that you have against the person running this race next to you. Maybe you're a little shorter. Maybe you're not as cute. Maybe you have some type of chronic illness. Like we all have those disadvantages and those flaws in our life. And when you look at the next person and think just because their flaw isn't like yours, that they don't have one. That's also unfair, unrealistic, and a little irresponsible to look at somebody like for me to think like, hey, just because you didn't grow up in poverty or just because you didn't grow up in the city I grew up in, then you don't understand what it is not to have or whatever. Well, it could be a a wealthy person that was born blind. Then what? And then you see how you start playing God when you start trying to shuffle the cards and decide whose life is worse or who had it harder or tougher, and who we should be changing everything for. At the end of the day, what I believe is this, regardless of what your disadvantage is, regardless of what your shortcoming is, that you can wake up every single day and decide that I'm gonna live in the solution. Now the world around you, the more socially responsible and socially conscious and woke that everyone becomes, they're gonna do their best to remind you of every disadvantage you have, And while you're not good enough to figure it out on your own and you need other people to do it for you, but today is the day and today is the show. I am choosing episode 200 to personally deliver the message to you that regardless of what your disadvantage is, you can want it, you can work it, you can will it. If you want it, you can work it. If you work it, you can will it. Let me scratch my back real quick. Now, I know that this ain't a message that everybody likes to hear, because the biggest thing that I notice about the social, uh, especially in this like crazy politically driven world that we live in, is that people like being a victim. Why? Because being a victim comes with handouts. Yeah, I'm the victim. Give me this. Give me this. Everybody wants to receive something that they haven't worked for. Everybody wants a reward or a trophy that they haven't ran a race for. Could you imagine if me, who I've never ran track a day in my life, if I got the gold medal at the Olympics and Usain Bolt or whoever else is the fastest runner today didn't get the trophy because somebody decided in order to make life fair for me that I should be able to experience what it feels like to win an Olympic gold medal, even though I didn't do one sit up, one crunch. I didn't do no warm ups. I didn't stretch. I didn't go out running every single morning. I hate running. I didn't go on the treadmill. I didn't ride my bike. I never ran to the mailbox, but I want an Olympic gold medal. Listen, people, if you are living your life like that, I hate to break it to you, but I like to break it to you. That's not a godly lifestyle. At the end of the day, yes, there are disadvantages. Yes, we should be Um, helping those in need. But we should not be waking up every day convincing people to stay in need. See, there's a difference between feeding someone who's hungry today and then telling that person that they can never feed themselves and having to feed them for the rest of their lives. At the end of the day, God has gifted us all with many gifts and many talents. And it is up to you. And you do have the ability to decide that you can want it, you can work it, and you can will it. LaVelle, what up, bro? You can J listen, man. See, how? hold on. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta take a sip of this lemonade on that. Hmm, he said you can jay will it. Come on, fam. All right, so let's 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 chop it up, people. Let's first let's deal with the idea of wanting it. Here's one thing I've learned in life: you cannot make people want something that they don't want for themselves. I used to try to do this, so I know that. I remember when I first uh, went from having bad credit to good credit, right? My credit was toe up, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like My credit was low, low, low. It was low, fam. And I remember when I had low credit and I also was not financially literate. So I really just didn't know, right? I didn't know the game and I didn't know how to play it. And when I went out and learned the game back in 2012, And I started applying these tactics that I was learning to both my life, my credit file and, you know, um, you know, whatever report, whatever you will credit history. And then I started applying the same things to my wife's credit history, who are her. I can talk people. Listen, it is kind of late if you are listening to this. (laughs) Um, I was applying this, you know, for my wife and myself. And I remember when it started working, I remember when my credit score raised 100 points in about six months and I was doing some very simple, practical things. Like I'm a very practical person. I like to do things that work like I like to find out what works, read, learn, listen, whatever it is. When I find out how to solve problems, I like to do the simple things to solve problems. And when they don't work, I move away from them. And when they do work, I like to implement them and I love to share them with other people. And I remember I was going around to all my friends and all my family members, and I'm like, yo, y'all, we all been in poverty. And I really have just learned that a lot of this stuff is by choice because we not spending our money correctly. We not leveraging this, this, and this. We not doing these tools. We spend them before we save. And I wanted it so bad, y'all. Like, I wanted it. I, and, and one thing I learned is you can't fake want. And I was trying to convince other people to want it. And I really spent years trying to convince other people to want it. And then one day I woke up and realized something. If five years have gone by and a person has just continued to decide to stay in the same situation, then I actually should respect that. Like, I should respect the fact that you have the opportunity to increase your credit score. You have the opportunity to save money. Because why? What am I talking? I'm talking about people who receive money. They receive tax refunds. They receive stimulus checks. like, And they bought things with them. So we're not talking about someone who's in need and hungry and never can feed their family, never had money. No, we're talking about people who went and bought tangible things, who went and who go to the movies and, you know, go to the mall and buy expensive clothes and things that they don't need. Right. And so I'm, I really realized I can't make you want something. And not only can I not make you want it, not only can you not make other people want something, but you are, it's actually wrong to try to make somebody want something because you want it. Even God gave us free will. Even Jesus said, count up the cost before you follow me. That's him giving you a choice. You have a choice to follow God. You don't have to follow God. That's the beautiful thing about it. And that's why I respect people who don't want to be a Christian. If you want to be an atheist, if you want to worship cups, like if you literally want to get up and say, hey, cups are your God. I don't know where you go at the end of that. Like maybe you're dreaming of going to the cabinet, you know, in the afterlife. That's great for you in your life. If you want to worship cups, so be it. You have the free will to do that. But you can't make me want to worship a cup and I can't make you want to worship the true and living God. And I actually think it's wrong to do so. So first things first is to want something is a choice. So you have to make the choice in your life that you want something. Listen, you feel me? (laughs) Hey, people might literally be out here worshiping cups, fam. I, I really I really think that I bet if you Google it, I don't know why my back itching. For those watching on here, they probably like, why do you keep scratching this back? Look, my back itch. I don't know. I'm human. Listen, worship your cup, fam. At the end of the day, you got to want something. Now, for me, th- like this, this point in your life where you decide to want something is a pivotal point in life. For me, with the credit score, what happened was, for those who listen, y'all heard this a million times, but I was denied. Me and my wife were denied for a home loan back in 2012 we were denied that denial lever letter lever why well, I can't talk tonight that denial letter changed my life because that was the rock bottom that I needed to spark a fire to make me want something different and once that fire went off in me like I decided that I was going in a direction that nobody could stop me from as long as it was God's will right I'm not talking about going against God's will for things that you want outside of his will. I'm talking about things that are perfectly okay for you to go after in life. It is not a sin for you to have a house, especially if you do it the right way. And for me, I wanted a house so bad, wanted it so bad that I was willing to do everything else. So here's what I want you to understand about wanting something. When you want something, you go after it. We spend a lot of times today because of social media and we have access, we're trying to convince other people to live the lives that we want to go after. What I have given myself the the freedom to do in the past 10 plus years is I've given myself the freedom to want something that other people around me don't understand. And I've been guilty, don't get me wrong, plenty of times of doing this the wrong way and trying to get other people to, to understand me and to validate me trying to get my friends and family to almost like nod their head, like, yeah, go do that. Y'all don't think I'm like, you ain't looking at me funny, right? Y'all don't think I like, like, I don't love money. Like, I, this ain't about that. Like, I found myself at different points in my life, not have not given myself the freedom to want something different because I wanted the validation from people who didn't even understand because I can't make them want something I want. I can't make you see something that is a vision for my life. So wanting it is a decision. It's a choice. You got to ask yourself, do you want it? Wanting it is personal. It is the exercise of our free will. So if you want something, right? If you want something that that is completely fine, and Psalm says you know, um, delight yourself in the Lord that he may give you the desires of your heart. He may give you what you want. It is when you want what God wants for you that he will give you what you want. And then if you want it, you can work it. If you work it, you can will it. So let's talk talk about working it. We talked about the idea of wanting something and the fact that like this is just legitimately like you have to want something. And, And one thing I've learned is that when you want something, it sets you down a path in life, like when you really want something, it sets you in a new direction. Like uh, imagine a person who struggled with, you know, let's just use something like partying around and um, meeting a, and dating a bunch of people without being able to settle down. Right, a person who struggles with that, that may be a chronic thing that they just find themselves in a in a cycle year after year. Right, we've all been in certain cycles or things that we struggle with year after year after year. But then maybe a person. Uh Here's a certain sermon, or maybe they have a certain bad breakup or whatever. But there are people who have been in that cycle, but had a day, a moment, a situation that caused them to want something differently. And when you want something differently, it is just like if you're driving, you ever been driving on a road or a freeway and it's under construction and six, eight months later, you go down that same road and it's a new path. That's what wanting it creates. Wanting wanting something puts all your life under construction and it starts creating and paving out new roads. You're going somewhere now that you never have been before. That starts when you want something. It doesn't start before you want it though. Like a lot of people want the paved road and they haven't gone through the process of wanting it for themselves. So what happens when you want something? Then there's a paved road. And now you have to go down this road. But the work, the road, even though it's a new road, it still requires work. And this is where work is where the truth is exposed. It's where you back up what you said. We find out if what you said you wanted is what you really wanted when it's time to work. Now, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is like a body without a spirit. It doesn't move. It's laying there. You see it like, okay, I got faith. Like you can say it, but it's not moving. Faith without work is like a body at a funeral. It it does nothing. And so what's my point is that the work is where you really prove out the faith. All right, let's talk about it. Work is the mirror of your faith. And one thing that I love about the idea of working something is that it tests your patience, perseverance, because now I said I wanted a house, but I have to build it brick by brick. I have to go through the inspections. I have to meet with different contractors. If you ever built something, you know, I've worked, um, you know, in an industry where I've worked with businesses who were newly developed businesses and it takes a lot of work to start something like a restaurant. There's a lot that has to happen. The health department has to approve things. The water department has to approve things. The contractors need to be on time. And that is very challenging to get a contractor to be on time. But my point at the end of the day, it is that work that really separates the real from the fake. Because a lot of people fake. You know, they're just saying, I want this. You know, it's like when we were kids and somebody say, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. I want to be a lawyer when I grow up. I want to go to the NBA when I grow up. And then what happens? You realize that NBA players have to work out three times a day, fam. You realize that, oh, this is a real job to be an athlete. It ain't just going to the park when you're 16 years old. Oh, they can't eat biscuits and gravy all day long. They can't eat Skittles and candy all day long. They got to deal with this. Like, no, it is a job. Oh, a doctor. Wait a minute. You got to go to the same school we go to first. Right. But then you got to go to doctor school. That's what we going to call it. Bump med school. Doctor school. Why do I call it doctor school? Because ain't no, um, it it, it ain't no engineers in there. Uh, ain't, Ain't no business people in there. The communication majors ain't got to go to that school. This is a whole nother set of school if you want to be a doctor. Like, you got to go for a whole nother set of what? Eight plus years or something like that. So that work filters a lot of us out. Like, maybe I never said I wanted to be a doctor, but maybe you said you wanted to be a doctor until you find out what it took to be a doctor. And that's when you decided that I want to be a, you know, I I, I want to work at a... um. I want to be a cashier, okay? <laughs> I want I want to be a cashier when I grow up. Uh, all, all of us lied when we were kids because we didn't understand the work, right? We said what we wanted. I want to be when I grow up. See, that wanting is one thing, but then that work starts, ah, like it starts filtering out. Like, ooh, I ain't know you had to go to school. Oh, ooh, I ain't know you had to have to move. <laughs> like, that's a lot of school. And then... And then when you become a doctor, you feel what I'm saying? What up in the comments, how y'all doing? What up, Brittany, how you doing? Tanya, what up, sister? Hey, I no longer wanna be a doctor. (laughs) Listen, y'all gotta understand something. Some of us didn't like regular school. All right, let me give you a real life example, right? Because I I need y'all to understand the practicality of this and how real I am with this. Uh, Back in, I graduated college, And the next year, I went for my master's. Now, here's the thing. I was working an entry-level job at the same corporation I work for now. And um, entry-level, I'm thinking, yo, you know, I can, I'm going for my master's, fam. Like, I just got my bachelor's. We doing this. Like, I'm going for my master. (laughs) All right. Took one class. All right. Now, when the work comes in, I said what I wanted, and the work came in. I took one class going after my master's. And you know what I didn't realize? I thought school for grown people was considerate of the fact that I had a job. Like, I thought they would be like, oh, no, your homework ain't do Like, oh, you work late today? Like, you good, Mr. James. I was going to work, and then school stuff was doing like that. The, the group was meeting up, and I'm like, hey, like, I got to work tonight, bro. Like, I, like, y'all don't have no, it ain't no, like, Excuses for work people. Like, I'm grown. Like, I'm not. This ain't school like when I was younger, when you only go to school. This is like, no, I graduated with my degree in business marketing and I got a real job. And I'm tell y'all something. After getting a C minus in that class, I've never taken another class in my life. Said I wanna be a doctor. Woo! This lemonade just got stronger because um. Once they hit me with the work and the real requirements, I realized that my want did not outweigh my work. Like, I ain't wanted bad enough to work for it. I I wanted the masters a little bit. And so here's what I'm telling y'all. This second part, you have to know, you got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I work what I want? Woo, I knew I was gonna say something today. Like I knew it's like it gotta happen. Y'all gotta understand the podcast. We get the flowing, we just get the talking and flowing and flowing and talking and talking and and flowing. You know where I'm going. Woo! Do you work what you want? I should just end it. I literally should just go pop in the show right there, people. This was a great episode. Do you work what you want? Yes, the work is real. The work is real. Hey, no longer want to be a doctor. <laughs> Do you work what you want? And this is where we find out who we truly are. Look, look, I wrote this down so I won't forget. You would never work for something you don't have faith for. Woo! I no longer want to be a doctor. <laughs> You would never work for something you you don't have faith for. So this is why work is a mirror to your faith, because the things that you are willing to work for, you are proving to God, proving to yourself, oh, I really want this. And why is that? Because work happens behind closed doors. I'm not talking about, anytime you do this, like y'all know how we do with, with this, like when you do this, if you stick your hand out like that, uh to take a selfie or take a picture, that ain't the work I'm talking about. That's cool. You could you could take a selfie. Um, but I, I no, it uh, when you when you um in, in doctor school, we're gonna call it bump med school. When you in doctor school and you on year seven and you up late while all your friends partying and all that, you're not doing this. No, you're not hitting them with the selfie arm. That ain't the work. See, this is what I learned about our generation. We do this when we really should be working and reading and like we should be grinding, but we doing this. Some of our arms stuck like this. It, it should just be stuck. We should just put a cast that do that because your arm is stuck in selfie position. But I'm here to tell y'all today that the work ain't about what you show. It don't got you. You listen, this is why work is so deep. You could try to convince me and us and your followers that you out here grinding or that you believe in that da-da-da. No, the work happens in the dark fam. And that's why I no longer want to be a doctor. Cause I ain't trying to work. I'm not trying to listen. I'm willing to go uh, to a med school class today, just one time and take a picture of myself in there and post it and get 500 likes because I convince y'all that I am about to be a doctor. Like, but at the end of the day, when the work, when the lights go off and ain't nobody looking, that's the work I'm talking about. The work that nobody else but God can see. And this is why I believe the Bible is so important, because Matthew six talks about when you when you work in silent and in dark, that God will reward you openly. And some of us need to understand the value of work and the way that God values work. It's not about the selfies. It's not about the pictures. Listen, take whatever pictures you got to take, create whatever content you got to take. But just know between me and you, like we don't got to tell nobody. I know that ain't the real work. Like, you know, wink, wink. Let me, you know, I'm not a good winker. I got to move. Some of us got to move our whole body to wink. But like, like just know between me and you, like, I, I know that ain't the real work. I'm going to like to pick though. Like, don't trip. I'm to like the pick and I'm going to comment on it. But just know. Between me and you, you know what I'm saying? But, but like I'm I'm trying to blink, but like just know that between me and you, I know that ain't the real work. Because the real work is gritty. The real work is ugly. Ladies, the real work is when the makeup off and the nails is off and the hair is in a ponytail. Listen, I'm gonna be real with y'all ladies. I don't even believe you working until I see you in a ponytail. Like some of y'all, the picture, like I'm seeing entrepreneurs posting pictures, smiling with Gucci outfits on. Like you ain't doing no work in no Gucci outfit, fam. It's not happening. I need to see a ponytail or I don't believe you. Don't believe you unless you're in the ponytails, lady. When I read, when I read um, about Ruth and Naomi and that story, and like when, when Ruth was in there, she was working. See, a lot of people talk about Ruth and Boaz, and I got a whole episode about this, so I'm not going to wax poetically about it too much. I need you to go to Apple Podcasts, search Inspire Guys, people, and go to the episode about Ruth and Boaz. It's in the title. Just look through all the titles. We got titles for everything. You know what I'm saying? If you're happy, if you're mad, if you're sad, if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're broke, anything you need, we got a show. And I no longer wanna be a doctor. I wanna make a song about that so bad. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, I don't even go to the club. So, this is literally just a hypothetical situation. Can you, like, this is how silly, like, don't judge me. And I'm not judging you for real. I'm just joking. But this is how silly I imagine a the club these days to be. I actually think a song like this could be a hit song. I could see y'all in a club. I no longer want to be a doctor. And I, I can't do the dances y'all do. Like, I don't have TikTok, so I don't know. I just see, like, the dances don't make sense to me, though. now because they're not actually dances. They're, like, just, I don't know. I don't want to try to do nothing different. They're not dances. Like, people don't dance today. They, like, they just move a certain way. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Anyway, let me stop. I no longer want to be a doctor. <laughs> All right, so when you talk about this idea of working for something and wanting something and working, now we got to talk about willing something. Now this is the part right here that gets me like super excited. And you talk about separating the average from the great. When you start talking about will, I'm going to be real. Some of y'all might want to log off, like just share the show right now, like subscribe on YouTube and go look at our other shows. Cause I might step on some toes right now and i don't mean nothing by it i don't mean to offend no lazy people or people who just have an average mindset and don't want nothing better in life like don't don't share this with nobody who's average don't share this part with nobody who doesn't believe in becoming great see this last part right here at the show i have like completely separated for those who are striving for greatness so i want to like just give a moment to the people who are average if you average like right now Go ahead. Take I'm going a, I'm to a sit lemonade. Like, you know, cheers to you if you average. Ah, all right. That was good. Now to those who are great. We're going to talk about your will. I said in the beginning of the show, you know, I've been, whether it be in corporate America, um, just in my life, observing around my friends, my family, my peers, Um and I'm still on a journey myself. So like a lot of times what's sometimes difficult is we want to, we want to preach from a mountain. Like, so we like to preach from the place of like all these things we've accomplished and tell people what they need to do. I try to be transparent with y'all. Like a lot of these things I've done certain things, but I'm still doing other things. Like I'm still on my journey. That's why I haven't written my book yet. I have a book title. I got a whole book in my head, but I'm still living it out. Like people be asking me like, you should have a book. When are you coming with a book? I'm like, oh, I'm still living the book. Like I already got the title. So I know I'm like in, if it's 30 chapters, I might be in chapter 19. Like I'm still living a book. I can't write the book before I live it. You feel what I'm saying? I can't produce it or release it before I live it. And so I need you to understand, like I'm speaking about a lot of the, these things that I'm also applying to my life, but I get really convinced once I do something that works. So just know that about me. Like some people, you know, they misread me. You know what I mean? Like, and I get it. I try to be aware of when, you know, what somewhat how people receive me. It's like sometimes people misread me. They they might mistake my kindness for weakness. They might mistake my confidence for arrogance, whatever it may be. But I have learned that a little bit of all that is necessary. And I can't be as worried about what you think about me, because if I get too worried about that, Like, Keep in mind, I've already decided what I want. I've already started to work for and now I'm willing for something. So like this part of the show, I'm talking to the people who are willing for something, which is a completely different level than want. It's a completely different level than, than, than work. When you are willing, it is like deeper than work. Because you already convinced you already wanted. Yeah, you, nobody has to convince you. You've already put in some work. That means you already have some sacrifice. You already have some skin in the game. You've already been working this for a couple of years or you already invested some money. Whatever your sacrifice is, whether it's financial, whether it's time, whatever it is, you've already given up something. But I told you at the beginning of the show. Will is about consistency. The thing that most people who fail in life and never reach their goals, the thing that they are missing is consistency. They don't know how to apply pressure. And I understand why, and I want to try to help you become a person if you're not already there who has a stronger will. Because what happens is, it is very easy to do the right thing one day. Like imagine if I told you right now, the way you get a six-pack is to do sit-ups. That may be a fact, all right? But then if you took that information and went and did a sit-up and then looked at your stomach like, what's up? Like You said do a sit-up, bro. And then what if I told you, well, not a, you need to do more sit-ups. Let's just say 100. You need to do 100 sit-ups and you do those one time. You do three sets of, you know, 33, two sets of 33, one of 34. You get to 100. And you look at your stomach and you're like, what's up? Hey, bro, I said I want a six pack. I'm working now. I'm doing the work. Okay, cool. Your will speaks to how long are you willing to do the work without giving up? Woo! If you want it, you can work it. If you work it, you can will it. I don't want to be a doctor. How long are you willing to work it? A lot of us don't have the stamina. We don't have the endurance to actually make it to our greatness. We don't have the endurance to make it to success. Why? Because here's what happens. You made a post. I'm starting a business, right? That's what you wanted to do. Then you start the business. You're doing the work. And for six months, you posting about it and you like, yeah, we working, da, da, da. And then the work starts becoming too much because you underestimated what it was going to take. And, and the work that you're doing, you can't post pictures of it. So your will becomes weaker. Woo, when the work don't pay off, bro. Trust me, I've been there. When There are things that happen in life that will attack your will. There are things that happen in life that will expose Like, ooh, how much endurance you really got? How persistent are you? I've been guilty in my life of allowing things to weaken my will and even walking away from things. Like, I did that with basketball. Like, you know, and I've talked a lot about basketball on this this podcast, so I'm not going to go deep into it. But, you know, I had situations in high school where my will was tested. And allowed it to get the best, get the best of me. And I, there were times in my life where if I, I didn't make a basketball team or things didn't work out, I wouldn't even hoop, like with my friends. Like I would just stop hooping because my wheel was tested and it was broken. Ooh, it ain't nothing, man. It ain't nothing lower than a broken wheel. I'm just telling y'all right now. If you allow something to break your wheel, that's tough. But the beautiful thing about it for me is that because I've experienced a broken wheel, ooh. It's tough to get me off. Nah, I'm not gonna hold you up, bro. I didn't experience so much. Like it's like I done had people doubt me. I didn't had the I don't even have to go, I'll just deal with that. People have doubted me. It is so tough when people doubt you. But how bad do you want it? How bad do you work it? How bad do you will it? Listen, people will doubt you. There are people that doubt me, I'm sure, right now. It matters less to me than it did before because I'm so engulfed in the willing it. So here's the idea of willing something. It is when you are willing, no matter what. Remember this. You already want it, so that means you're convinced that it's the right thing to do. You've already worked it, so that means you've already sacrificed something. When you are in the stage of willing something, it means that no matter what happens around me, I am still doing this thing. When you are at the stage of willing something, it is the stage of no excuses. It is the stage of I don't care about nothing because this is already what I'm convinced that God wants me to do. I've already sacrificed and came too far to turn back. So I am willing to keep getting up and keep doing the same thing and keep getting up and keep putting in the work. And I'm not talking about you're doing work that's the insanity. You're doing doing the same thing, expecting different results. No, I'm talking about you are building something brick by brick. You are Noah building the ark. You are waking up. Every single day. You are the children of Israel. You are in the wilderness and you know that the promised land exists. You know that God told you to go to the promised land. You know that God freed you from Pharaoh. He freed you back in Egypt. You already know that God has set you on this path, but it's taken way longer than you expected. And you are encountering way more enemies, trials, tribulations, obstacles. You got some wins in there too. There are some good things that happen, but there's been some attacks. There's been some dark clouds. There's been a lot of things that will cause you to turn around and go back to Egypt. But when you are in the stage of willing it, you are in the stage of believing and knowing and only seeing the promised land only existing you are in a stage of unmovable faith you are in a stage where they, like the the Bible talks about in James where you know the testing of your faith in, the, in your endurance is a good thing you're being tested you are the runner like Forrest Gump that can only see the finish line and will not stop running if it start raining, if it starts snowing, if people believe, if they doubt. When you are in the stage of willing it, you don't have to post a picture. Nobody got to see you doing it, but they will see you rise. They will see the rose rise through the concrete in the proper time. But when you are in the stage of willing it, you don't even care. If you want it, you can work it. If you work it, you can will it. What up, Fred? Say, listen, he watched the podcast. There you go. You can can get away now. saying you watching it. Your life is going to be all right, brother. Lori, what up? What up? Love you. So what am I saying, y'all? I'm saying that for the people who want to achieve greatness, you need to think. This is why it's important to study other great people. You know, I've read Frederick Douglass' autobiography. I've read the autobiography of Booker T. Washington because I wanted to understand how does someone who come from completely nothing, something way worse than me, how does a black man that is born a slave become the advisor of presidents? If you want it, you can work it. If you work it, you can will it. You can't tell me they didn't have trials you can't tell me they didn't have tribulations but i'm telling y'all the best will always rise and this is where it comes down to what you're made of what are you made of because frederick Douglass, he has something he has something called the um y'all know i, I don't want to use the n-word but if you read his book you know what they called black people during the times of slavery right? This is just reality. They had something called the end breaker, the jigger breaker. Let's just say jigger. The jigger breaker. When you are a slave who got out of hand or who started to have some hope or some faith, right? Or or you you got some confidence as a slave, Frederick Douglass's master would send you to the jigger breaker. He sent Frederick Douglass to the jigger breaker. And when you read about how Frederick Douglass explained that situation, he said the entire purpose of the jigger breaker was to break your will. Because they knew if they can break your will and you could lose hope of even the idea of freedom, that you would always be a slave. And some of us are a slave to sin the same way. We don't have hope for righteousness. We don't have hope for freedom. We don't have hope for salvation anymore. I know that the world is dark. I know that it's a lot of things happening around you, but you have to have a will for God. You have to have a will for his church, a will that won't stop moving regardless of what's happening around you, even when it's tough, even when the dark days ain't had enough. You know when it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start rapping, but you get what I'm saying. Some of our wheels are too weak and people we allow people who are socially conscious to convince us that, oh, it's because you're from here. Oh, it's because you're this. Like, don't let people tell you what you can't do. I will stop somebody in their tracks if they tell me what I can't do because I'm black, because I'm light skinned, because I'm from Detroit, because whatever it is. uh, I don't have kids or whatever like you. I'm not I don't I don't fall into this stuff. Don't tell me what I can't do. I'm not inferior. If Frederick Douglass can become an advisor to presidents, then you can make it out of where you are today in America or across the world. I know we got listeners in 20 something countries, so I don't mean to leave y'all out with my limited American point of view. Maisha, how you doing? Thank you so much for watching, listening. Appreciate the love. Listen, people. Hopefully today's episode helped you with something. I, I really just wanted y'all to know, man, like that there is a way out. There is a way to greatness. You know, life isn't always about being fair. You know, we we write books and we read stories about people who were great. Steve Jobs and what he did at Apple with that team. Like, you know, if, if I was a janitor at Apple, I, I don't deserve a book to be written about me necessarily. So now some janitors are written about in books because they did something above and beyond. And again, even in that scenario, you can be the best janitor. You can be the best cashier. These are jobs I've done, by the way, as well. So I don't look down on anyone for wherever you at in life. What I'm telling you is that you just need to be the greatest version of whatever that is. And don't let anybody tell you because you are this, you can't be that. It doesn't matter where you at today. If you want it, you can will it. Or you can work it and you can work. Okay, I messed up the whole thing. This is where you just this is where you just cut the show off. I could talk people. Thank you so much, honey's Neil, honey, honey nil, Rickman. You say you receive it. Blessings, love. Like all love. Like that, that's all this is about, man, is is wanting to inspire somebody. That's what this podcast is about. Um, that you could become greater in life, whether you white, black, Asian. Indian, whatever we don't limit here because the world will try to try to divide the church along all these lines. But at the end of the day, we should be united by faith, and regardless of where we come from, we have problems. Everybody has problems. Don't tell yourself that. Just be like, like we got to stop writing the story where we're the victim. I'm not the victim in the story, bro. I'm just not like. Life is tough. There's some things I'm still praying for, there's some things that ain't happened. There's I mean, there's all kind of things, but you can't become a victim because when you become a victim, you you really eliminate your ability to rise above. And I don't want to be a person that always needs somebody to feel sorry for me or give me a handout. No, so I'm willing to work it. If I want it, I will work for it. And if I work for it, I will will it. And once you get through the stage of willing it, and God blesses you with what you have faith for. Then nobody could take it away from you. The work is there. The will was there. They ain't gonna be able to say, "Oh, Jay, well, you just got that because no, nah, no, nah, bro, no, you didn't see me working in the dark. Uh, you ain't see it." I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> Listen, man. Much love. I I really appreciate y'all. Please do um, like, share, comment. You know, check us out on YouTube at Inspire Guys People. I try to share short clips and inspiration, um, you know, five days a week or so, four to five days a week. Uh, check out our Inspire Guys People uh, Facebook page. If you're not watching from there already, just search Inspire Guys People, to podcast on Facebook. I appreciate every single person. Shout out to my mama who gave me this Oakland University pen. You know what I'm saying? My mama mailed me um, the dopest letter. I love my mama. She is like, she's so dope. Like, my mom is just so dope. Thank you, mom. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes be like, dang, do I just...? you talk about life ain't fair. Like, it's not fair that I got this great mama. Like, how did I, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, like some people don't have a great mother. That's what I'm saying about life. Like, I- I'm not a victim. God blessed me with so much. There's so much goodness around me, so much potential for greatness that even the things that I don't have, I can want it, I can work it and I can will it. And I'm willing to do that. And that's what the question is. Are you willing to want it, work it, and will it? And understand that willing it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's the problem with us. We want a lot of things to happen overnight. I get it. We want to wake up one day and we rich and we got all these things or whatever, but then you wouldn't have the substance of the journey. You wouldn't have the lessons that were learned on the peaks and the valleys. And those are the things that give you what you need to be able to sustain. We don't just want to climb the mountain, bro. We're trying to stay up there. I don't just want to go to the promised land. I want to live there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to set up camp, build a house there. Like that's what it's about and doing it to the glory and the will of God according to his will and according to his principles. And I'm going to say this last thing because I think it's important to be said. We don't believe in doing things by any means necessary, meaning I don't cross lines to get things, especially when you talk about money and success. I think sometimes people misunderstand the will. The reason I try to focus on the work and the will. this is like brick by brick doing the right thing a million times. Are you willing to do the right thing a million times, not do something illegal, not cut corners for money? Like we don't believe in all that kind of stuff. I don't rock with that. I don't rock with like I don't love money. This isn't about money. This isn't about success. This is about purpose in doing the thing like if you give me the money without the work in the wheel it means nothing the only reason i even talk about successes that i have experienced is because of the journey and the process like i went through this process so nobody could take it from me nobody could tell me that it doesn't work nobody could tell me what i can't become because i was from seven Mile. i lived there i lived in the hood i know i get it all this i went to that school i lived on this block But I still did this thing. And there's no way you could tell me that if you want it and you willing to work it, that you can't will it, too, because all you got to do is do the right thing long enough for good things to happen. And the problem with some of us is we get so discouraged the moment that things don't go our way, the moment we see the first valley, the moment that we see the first dark cloud, we give up and we just say things are over and you don't understand because your will was so weak, you never reached your goal. You never reached your promised land because when it rained, you turned around, but you were supposed to endure the rain. I've been through peaks. I've been through valleys. I made mistakes. I'm human just like you. I'm not no different. And that's why it's like people can't convince me, convince me like we all got to be victims and feel sorry for ourselves. No, you can get up and work. And if you have the ability, you can become something great. If you follow certain steps, I don't let anybody make me think I'm inferior because I'm going to tell you this. The biggest mistake people make is they walk around trying to convince other people to feel sorry for them. And then when people feel sorry for you, now they look at you as less than. Now you have to live in a world where they feel sorry for you and are giving you handouts because they think you're less than them. No, I'm not inferior. I'm not less than. No, no, no. God gifted me with talents and abilities. And I am willing to want it. I am willing to work it and I am willing to will it. And I will end it on that pun intended. Thank y'all so much for the love. Thank y'all for watching. It's nothing but love. Hopefully y'all watch again. Episode 200. I feel really good about that by the grace of God. Like I've wheeled this show through ups, downs, in between. I'm in the middle of six straight weeks of travel right now um, and back and forth and all of that. But it's like, yo, this, this, this is the journey. Like, I'm in the game. I'm living life like I'm so grateful and thankful because just having the opportunity to succeed or fail. That's why I'm not scared of failure, because it's like, bro, even failure is just an opportunity. We can't live life in these bubbles, in these cages where we never move because we are scared to fall. Like, no, bro, I want to ride the bike without training wheels. I am not. I don't want to be a grown man riding around with training wheels. You feel me? Do you feel me? Love y'all. God bless y'all, man. Have an amazing night. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I would not have been able to make it to 200 episodes plus without the support of y'all people. God's people. Y'all, I've gotten emails. There's been in the past people have donated. Um, that's how we have bought certain equipment at different times, you know, um, and I didn't like not even asking just people donating and things like that. So I'm grateful, thankful and appreciative for um every single person who has ever listened to one second of this podcast. I'm grateful for you because this is part of my journey. I'm trying to share and inspire you and guide you to your purpose and your journey. And I pray and hope nothing but the best and the blessed on your journey. Y'all be easy, man. Much love. God bless you. Have an amazing,